With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hello, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Happy, uh, Happy Thursday to you. Happy May 5th. Big Ace here. Got Wes with me. It's another uh, Briscoe and Big Ace show. We got a very special guest joining us today. It's been a while, Wes, since we actually have a guest on, so I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, everybody. Not only, not only do we have a guest, we have one of my best friends, my road dog, somebody that I've spent over a year and a half every single day, like, on the road with one of my homies went to a whole nother country together we've sold out shows we've done pretty much everything together my good buddy mr garrett bischoff that's right Man, that's, a, okay. that's a whole lot to follow right there <laughs> yeah it's dude. true though your guys history true. runs deep true it does it very yeah, much does. History really does run deep i mean from i mean the whole evolution of my career, like when I first started in FCW, I, I had, you know, I was in the ring a lot, but I really didn't get that TV exposure and that worldwide exposure until I was tagging with my boy Garrett. Like when we started out tagging together, that's when I blew up and that's when really the whole world found out who Wes Briscoe was. And luckily I was tagging with my road dog, Mr. Garrett. Oh yeah, we had some. We definitely had some fun. I'm sure we'll get into some of those here uh, as we go through this this evening. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Well, I wanted to first of all 
like I know how you got started, like kind of a little bit with uh, doing, you know, the ref stuff. But I, I wanted to. I never really asked you, like, how did you get started in the beginning? Like, what was like? Where did you first like step your foot in the ring? Like, what was your first ring experience? Because you were around it most of your life. Yeah, he was around his whole life. But when, like, he was probably like me, like dabbed into it. But I want to know when he like was like kind of was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going all in. You know? Yeah. So and like I said, you know, like like just like Wes, you know, my dad started in eight back in AWA. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, I can't recall what year it was, but I was too young to remember. You know, I was probably four or five years old, maybe. I mean, I was pretty young. Um, and I can remember, I do remember a little glimpse of him bringing me to those offices, though. That was when I first, my own, my first experience around it, as far back as I can remember. Was it, that Minnesota? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we were still living in Minnesota. You know, I was, my sister and I were born there. Um, where, where, uh, in the Twin Cities area? Yeah, that's where we were born, and then we moved out to a little out into the country uh, to a little town called Prior Lake. Well, it was a little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, if you're familiar with it, yeah, Prior Lake. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm an hour south from that whole area. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool little, area. you know, I I love it. I still like to go every time we get to go back to Minnesota. I still like to go out there and and uh, and visit that area. There's there's a two two little places we like to go that I can remember um, you know, being a part of when I was a kid. But anyways. Um, so AWA was it. And I can remember him taking me to those offices and run around. And that was my first experience of meeting these larger than life characters, so to speak. Uh, and the, the joke is, the, and I don't remember this probably for obvious reasons, but uh, Wahoo McDaniel was in the offices one day and he, oh. my dad tells me that he, he had me picked up by my ankles and he dropped me <laughs> right on my head. So when they asked me to drop on your head when I was little, yes, by a big Indian. Uh, so <laughs> I like to I always like to say Wahoo McDaniel. I took my first bump from Wahoo McDaniel. So what hey, other dude. I actually have some questions about like what other because I have some crazy stories about Wahoo. What was like like one of those stories that you remember of Wahoo? Or do I you, don't. Or you yeah, just, so I don't. I was so young. Yeah, I was so young and um you know don't know how I, I can't recall how long dad was there but by the time i started getting old enough to you know understand what was going on really and remember you know who i you know what was going on or what was happening um we were moving to atlanta and that was yeah. when he started. Oh, hot atlanta. Hot atlanta. Hot atlanta. um so that's you know i guess it could go as far back as that um cut out all the the middle you know all the WCW stuff that everybody's heard me talk about a thousand times. Yeah, we don't want to. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, I had always said that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I want to do this. I want to try it. I, I want to be part of this some way, some shape, some form. And the longer my dad was in the business, the more he would try to talk me out of doing that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're. You know, I mean, they they've been through it and they've seen it. I mean, your dad more so than than my dad. But they, they know how brutal it can be, how cutthroat it can be, how unpredictable it can be. You know, it can it breaks up. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's a shit show. It's a shit show lifestyle. It, it is. You know, even for the best of them. Um, so he tried to talk me out of it for a long time, and I was persistent. Um, and I guess it was it's probably 23, 20, 23 ish right when i when i really said okay i'm getting you know i really 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 want to try this 
um, and things had started turning around with, with TNA at the time. And he had just started getting involved with TNA. And I was like, well, maybe this could be, maybe this is a good way for me to get my foot in the door. Maybe I could start here. And of course he, he, he tried to talk me out of it. And when he realized that that just wasn't going to talk me out of it, he finally said, all right, if I can't talk you out of it, then I got to, you know, then we'll, you know, obviously your mom and I are going to back you up, but you know, support you hundred percent. It was then that uh, we decided to go out to California and enroll in um, Knox Pro, which is Rikishi's lesson. No See, I, okay. See, this is why I'm like, it's so funny. We've been friends for so long. And, and like, <clears throat> I knew we trained together at Knobs, but I never knew we like, because I was like, there's no way Knobs could have taught you like, like, you know what I mean? Some of yep. the skill that you have, like, there's no way, like, I was like, wonder where he like, and that was the question that I always wanted to ask you, but it's crazy. It just never came up. And we've always like, since we're such good friends, we never talk about wrestling. Right. So right. now it's kind of weird because I don't ever talk about wrestling, but it's just like, but okay, cool. I'll let <laughs> this you is literally the only time yeah. you talk about wrestling. Yeah. 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 He's right. Usually when we're out there, you know, if we're out hanging out together, we're, uh, if we're talking about wrestling, it's going over what we're going to do. But once the match is over, it's all right. We're going to go get food and a drink and yeah. all today. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I that's that's where I literally broke in at was out there. And at the time, it was Rikishi, um, uh, Reno with Black Pearl, and David Heath Gangrel. That though he wow. was the head coach. Oh, yeah. So Gangrel was literally he he was my head coach from from day one. Dude, that's awesome. so crazy because we came in full circle with Gangrel so many yep. times where we've wrestled him, we've tagged with him. We've yep. I, I just watched a YouTube clip of you guys tagging at his school recently. Yeah, yeah, that was against the uh, was that back fingers. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a interesting. That was an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <This> one. <laughs> was that the one at the strip club? I think it was at his school. It was oh. at his yeah. Yeah, was well, that his kid, he did have a show at the strip club. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Dave, but so yeah, so that's where it all started. I was out there for you know, about, I guess eight months or so, um, and he had they were in the process of of moving buildings, and there was some downtime in between the time that their old or uh, building that they had to be out of, and they were going to be into their new building. So in that downtime, I ended up going back to Wyoming. Um, things kind of happened very quickly at TNA and I, I, I mean, literally overnight, um, it was just it was probably sooner than it should have. I probably wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I know I wasn't. Um, but no, it was what it was. It was like, you know, Hey, sink or swim. Let's uh, you know, got the opportunity. Let's give this a shot. Let's go. That's, and, one, that's one thing I've always, when you said you weren't, I think you were, I think it was just God just saying, let's go. Like sometimes, you got to take the opportunity. I don't care what anybody says. If you get an opportunity shown in front of you, especially in the wrestling business, you never know when that opportunity will come up again because in the wrestling business, opportunities are like that. So yep. if you do get one, I don't care if you're ready or not. I mean, we've seen it with everyone. It's just you busted your ass and you did capitalize on it. You didn't blow it, so you did great. So I don't think you went too soon. I just think that you had the opportunity and like anybody else, you went for it. Yeah. I'll tell you what you both, and you both had great. I mean, the, the, the stuff you guys both were doing when you first came into TNA, I mean, just the people you were working with in the ring and stuff. I mean, that's amazing. 
That's that's so great. Now I want to ask you this, uh, Garrett, because when you first came in, it was was it Jackson James? Yeah. So where where's that name come from? Like, um. So my middle name is James. Okay. Um. The way that whole, so we start, we decided that okay, we're gonna do the referee thing, which yeah, was yeah. really cool in its own sense because and kind of going back to where I was saying what I don't, I really wasn't probably ready to be do on TV doing that shit. I got to continue to learn inside the ring from a whole different level that most guys that wrestle don't get the opportunity to see. And I had Brian Hebner and Earl Hebner who are, they, you know, I mean, those guys are, are legends in their own rights and they took me under their wing and I was able to really, you know, learn the mechanics of, of how a match goes and see it from a different point of view that, like I said, most guys don't get to see at least in that perspective for that period of time. So that was really cool. Um, and, you know, those guys were great. And kind of to bounce off what you just said, I and we, Wes and I, um, had a lot of people there that were – they could have been dicks. They didn't have to be as cool as they were. You know, guys like Samoa Joe and AJ and James Storm and Ken Anderson and, you know, Bully and Devon. I mean, all these guys, they didn't have to be as cool as, as they were, being knowing who we were. They could have they could have stiffed us and, and you know, and, and just – you know, ate us up and walked away and they didn't, they were all very gracious. They were all very cool. They took the time to, to, to work with us and work with me. And it was, it was very cool for them to do that. They didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, that's a stacked roster. So, I mean, obviously you guys were doing something right to be in the mix of that. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was fun though. I do remember being like, wait, 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 Eric Bischoff's son is the referee. TNA, like, and then just seeing it unfold how it did. Because um, you guys... Now, when did you and Wes first meet, though? Oh, man. It was... Technically, it was when we were little kids. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we met a handful of times growing up over the years. We never had gotten super close we didn't i didn't live in florida at that time yeah. uh, but we had you know our paths had crossed a, you know a dozen times and so we knew who each other were and we were, you know hung out when we when we were backstage and, and stuff like that uh but it wasn't until when he came i think it was a gut check right yeah yeah it was a tna gut check and you know that it was again and i was his gut check opponent um which by the way i i watched that recently and that that pin was i love that pin the, yeah, that, whatever that was, I, I love it though. Who, who showed us that? Christopher Daniels? It was either Daniels or Al Snow. It might have been Al Snow. Yeah, it was. It was. I forgot who who showed us that pin. That was fun. It yeah, made me pop fun. again watching it on YouTube. I was like, oh shit, look at that! Yeah. Like I forgot about it. it. Was great. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a really good experience. And like too, like being with Gary. Like I've just moved back from Puerto Rico, so I just came yeah. back to Florida and. It was cool to have someone like because I didn't really know too many people. I just came back and then like me and Garrett just instantly bonded and we like started traveling and like hanging out and like it was really cool like that whole experience and then especially just like how we said transformed on. Yep. But my one of my another question I've been wanted to ask you was like, what was your first motorcycle like? What was your first like bike? Like. First ever, first ever, like dirt bike or like no, first got a no, big boy bike on the street. No, no, no Yamaha one ten or you know one twenty five or yeah. two fifty or maybe you even had the four fifty. But those things are a hell of a thing to start. But 
I'm talking about your first, you know, real, real, real bite. So it was a, it is, I still have it. Um, I got, it's a 95 Harley Davidson bad boy Springer. What? And that's still the bike I ride today. I still have it. 22 years. I, I've been driving the same Harley for the last 22 years. I'm 37 now. I got it when I was 16. Is that oh, the yeah. one? Is that the one you drove to the uh, to one of my properties? Yeah, yeah, the Springer. And uh, I just yeah, put ape hangers yeah. on it since then. But yeah, yeah, the ape hangers on that mm -hmm. thing. And then I know you have another bike that I know a lot of people would flip out if they even heard you talk about this bike. The the old NWO chopper. Yes, that's something that we gotta. I don't really like talking about wrestling, but that's something we kind of got to go into. Tell me yeah. about that bad boy. Tell <laughs> yeah. me about so, cool. Collector's heaven right there. It's Tell um, me about the horsepower. Tell it's me it's still out. It's at my boy's shop out in Arizona. He's got it right now. Um, it's been sitting there dormant for the last, I think, four years. Um, I just got to figure out a, a, somewhere to put I don't have room here for it. Um, but, yeah, so that's the bike that – so that – there was only two of those bikes built, one for my dad and one for Hulk. And um, it's 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 a hardtail, rigid, rough riding, kidney beaten, back breaking son of a bitch. But it's a bad mamma jamma. Uh, I love that bike. And um, I think t uh, Hulk, I believe, just donate, sold his or donated and for charity causes. So all the pro proceeds went to a, a charity foundation. And I'm not sure where, but. I'll get it out here in Florida one of these days. So, so I'm guessing, is this the notorious bikes that was in Bachomania that one of the guys gave Hogan the wrong bike to drive out on? And it was for his birthday. They did it on TV. I don't remember if that was the one or not. Because that was a birthday gift. Because Hogan was looking at your dad and was jealous because your dad had a better bike than Hogan has ever had. And, and Hogan was jealous. So your dad was like, what can I give, you know, Hogan something that no one else could. And he was like, remember how Hogan was like, man, I really like your chopper, Eric, like really put it over his bike. So I guess Hogan that figured out a way to do it on TV where it was during NWA where he brought out a bike, but someone brought out, the wrong bike, but I don't know if he brought out like Eric's bike, your dad's bike, instead of like Hogan's bike. But I don't know. It was, it, it was a, a huge ordeal. And your dad, your dad had a course. You know, he's such a stud. He covered it up on live TV by yelling at the guy and bring the real bike, and he covered it up really well. I'd have to ask him. I don't remember that. I don't recall that story. I don't. I'd have to ask him. Yeah, ask him about that story. It's actually pretty funny. No, will. But yeah, so that's I got that bike. I got my Springer. Um, <laughs> I have a 1979 shovel head basket wow. base in my garage right now. It's in pieces and parts. It's just a frame. I love the old shovel head. Two wheels. I don't even have a motor for it yet. It will be a shovel head. It's a shovel head frame without a yeah. motor. So um, it, that one will take me probably in a, a three or four years to complete and build, but it's just something to go tinker on. And I'm not going to do anything crazy to it. It's uh, It's got a suicide shift. It's all set up for oh, suicide. I love, I, oh, those are yeah, so it'll, it's a death trap, especially around here. <laughs> But yeah, see, that's the that's the only bad thing about like some places in Florida having motorcycles. Like, there's some awesome places to ride in Florida, but there's some deadly places because it's not the motorcycles; it's the people not paying attention, the people that you know just 
easily just go over to the left lane or right lane and just swerve right over and they don't look yeah. in the mirrors and they don't think that, you know, even check twice. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm on that bike 10 times, eight out of 10 of those, I have a close call. Yeah. yeah. And they wonder why people have their Harleys and motorcycles so loud. It's not because we're trying to get attention. It's so people can oh, I'm trying to get your attention. Hit us. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point no, is to so know. Hit us. At least yep. you can hear us. Maybe if you hear us, you won't hit us. That's it. Loud pipes save lives. Yeah, right. man. So another thing I wanted to get into was. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Your ink, like... What was like some of your like, like when did you start like fully going like all right? Because when I first met you, you had some ink, but you, the, you didn't uh, really go. You had a little bit though. You didn't yeah. like. I had a half sleeve. Hard in the paint. When did when did you decide? You know what? I'm gonna go hard in the paint. And I'm gonna get inked up. So I mean, I got my first tattoo when I was 16. And yeah. Okay. I'm. This is I knew it was on from there. There's a difference between it's a not, tattoo and being inked up. Yeah, it's not so, a lie though. Like when you get one, it's like a drug. You just have to oh, keep yeah. getting them. Yeah, it's 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 Pringles. Once you pop, you don't stop. <laughs> right. Um. So I now remember now right now in this day and age, you know CEOs have full sleeves and stuff, but that's fairly newer. You know, 15 yeah. years ago, 18 years ago, when we were still when I was trying to get into that business and on TV. It wasn't as, you know, that was a lot more, not frowned upon, but. It was. No, it was. It, like, I, when very I few people that. were allowed to do that. You know, Taker was one of them, you know, but you just didn't. And you didn't want that to be a reason. So my, my you know, my, my dad was just like, don't do it. You know, obviously I was a grown adult. He didn't tell me what to do, but he, he very much was like, just don't, just don't, just don't. And then as time went on and more and more, it became more acceptable then everybody had them. So then when you didn't have them, you stood out. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a part of it. Um, I guess to answer your question, Wes, when I decided to pull the trigger and say, fuck it, I don't care anymore, it was when my contract ended. I knew I wasn't going back. I'm like, yeah. the only reason that was the only reason I wasn't. So here we go. You, so. You're like, all right, it's time to get scribbled on. It's, yep. So then uh, I, I finished off two sleeves. Um, I have probably – your leg three, three quarters of my right leg done half of my half of my left leg done and i got a full back piece that i've started i'm about seven, 65 70 percent way through all right so how many how many I want, both you answer this actually so how many hours total you think of work is done on each of you right now oh gosh uh, i mean I, i'm probably looking at an easy 300 200 hours maybe ish um, maybe a little more. Wes, you're like full leg, right? I'm around thousand. Man, yeah, I'm like right at a thousand hours. I have it all written down. The last time I didn't write down the last time I t- got tatted, so that's why I think 
I'm around a thousand hours. But yeah, once once you start, you can't stop. And then like once you go in, it's like thankfully my tattoo guy is super fast because the older nice. I get, the, the I can't sit <laughs> anymore. Like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, all right, we're done. I'm out. Dude, yeah. I'm the same way, man. Like, yeah. it's so funny. I used to be able to sit for, like, six to seven hours. Now I can sit for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and it's pushing it. Like, last time I literally looked at my artist, and I was like, dude. Yep. Plus, I was, I was doing, like, the inside of my stomach. Yeah. So it was, like, yeah. it was like like right right at, like, the kid. Like, I was like, all right, man. Yep. I was like, to be honest, can we finish up, like, another day? He's like, really? And I was like. Yeah, I look at me. I was like, I got enough tattoos. I ain't trying to be tough. I'm, and that's I'm just done. it. Yeah, it's like, it's like after I'm this, I've, I've got my tattoo stripes. I don't have anything to prove to anybody anymore. Right. Exactly. Right. And I was like, I'm done, man. He, he just looked at me. He goes, I'm the same way now. And I like laughed. I was like, then why did you say anything? He goes, I just wanted to see. And I was like, man. Yeah. And my tattoo artist is, is like from here completely covered and he's the same way he can only get tattooed for like an hour and he's like i'm done i'm over it and that's yep. super fun hey, yeah my tattoo guy all his tattoos are probably 30 years old i was like how come you don't do anything anymore he goes because it fucking hurts and i don't want it anymore i'm over that <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't rub the right way anymore after a while you're just like oh it hurts i don't yeah. want to do it anymore no, and then uh, between that pain and then sitting in just awkward positions, my bones, yeah. uh, bones and joints hurt, and back gets tight, and it's like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, and you guys have done enough to your bodies that like just sitting in one spot for that long can't be comfortable at all. I like, keep saying all. I'm close to getting done, but it's probably a lie. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah. all right though. As long as you guys are happy, that's what matters, man. I'm so far behind both of you. I have a lot of work to do to catch up. Uh I want to get back to a couple of wrestling things because that's kind of how we do it. We go in and out. Yeah. I want I want to talk about aces and eights, guys. Uh I watched <laughs> I was watching stuff because I knew we were doing this. You and know on TV right now, if you have a smart TV, like a Roku TV, and you yeah, Pluto, download right? the Pluto app, we're on 24-7. There's a channel called Impact, mm-hmm. and there's nothing but Impact Wrestling on. Yeah, it's very it's very cool. I watched though your guys's uh your guys's turn. The the heel turn and then the the next uh show after where you guys got on the mic and gave your uh promos of why. And again, just the the heat that you guys drew even before you were officially like, you know, when you guys were like then full on, but I mean, just the heat you guys drew as a group and when you two joined and made it clear and you screwed angle over. Oh my God, it was beautiful. It was so good. Uh, it's stuff that I, I miss nowadays half of the time. You know what I mean? But I mean, what was that like for you guys? I mean, first of all, again, both of you coming in pretty fresh. You're working with Angle. You've got Hogan Flair. Your your father is involved. Like all these names involved. But I mean, you guys came into probably one of the best, if not the best heel faction that ever existed in TNA and Impact still to this day. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, it was freaking awesome. Um, to be a part of something, I'm sure Wes will agree, to be a part of something that, and, and at that time, um, there hadn't been an edgy group like that in the, anywhere, in any organization. Um, 
it it was some it had been you know it had it had been since basically I mean since the NWO since anybody's seen it I'm not saying there wasn't groups of factions that didn't do good but not that had that edgy feel to it like the aces and eights did um, so it was a lot of fun uh, you guys are going to bear with me here oh, oh no oh, we lost them. He knew something was coming too. That's why he was like bracing for it. All right, so I'm gonna put him in the waiting room. So it's just us till he pops back up, and then I'll pop him in. Uh, I, dude, seriously, I rewatched your guys's heel turn though, and it was just. Wonderful. Do you know where that was at? Now, am I right? Did it happen? Did it happen overseas? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Oh, right. We got you, buddy. All right. So I, I'm just having I'm te- te- uh, technology challenged here today. I guess. That's right. I'm going to kick your other thing. There you go. You're good. So, so yeah, so your yeah. guys' heel turn. Yeah. Yeah. So we, and that was overseas. That was over in Europe. I was, uh, the UK was the first one, I think. And then we were in Wem, was it Wembley, Wembley. London? Might have been the next one. Um, when you guys did the in ring stuff, the after the initial turn, I don't know where it was, but it was huge. It was a huge arena, it looked like. Uh, and over just, yeah, and those man, those Europe crowds are great. Oh, they're like, awesome. they were they were hot. They're awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and we did. We, yep, there was the United Kingdom. That was the one we did because we scaled the cage that night. That's right. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was so much fun. The adrenaline. I don't you know every time I think about that, I still get goosebumps because that adrenaline rush from that night and hearing that hot of a crowd and getting that much just anger out of people and it wasn't just anger because that's what they knew they were supposed to do they were legit pissed and it was right it was fun at one it was funny i was i was standing right next to garrett and you could literally hear a pin drop because everybody went <gasps> yeah and then all of a sudden we were like fuck you bam 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 and it was insane and then the rocket ship just took off right i would say yeah, it yeah. was great to because I remember watching the gut check match and it was like everybody was behind both of you then, you know, and you guys had well, the no, whole crowd. See, there was you were, we there was a while before we rebuilt ourselves. Me and Garrett had tons of matches where we were basically right. together, and then it was uh, it was a long time before we revealed ourselves. I mean, we were some of the later people to reveal ourselves. Right? Yeah, 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 they get, for sure. They spoke, but to they see that like that. that Right, and to see the gut check crowd and like the baby face crowd you guys had, and then to see you guys on the microphone after the actual turn in the cage, and just how the the crowd hated both of you, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like each time, like when you both went got the mic in hand, I mean that crowd didn't want to hear nothing, and it was just oh, it was so beautiful. Well, that's <laughs> the whole point of being a heel. Well, I know, but that's just that's how good you guys were, what you were doing, and impact, it's and so what far. Aces and Aces doing. Yeah, like no I remember. I remember one time I looked at Garrett, and I forgot it was when Bully was doing some of. Uh, it's when he told Hogan that he was part of the Aces and Eights, and I remember them throwing so much trash <laughs> inside the ring, and I was like, "You don't see stuff like that, like at all. Like that's something that's like does never in a million years, except for the old." nwa days you see heat like that where 
people if you you can go on youtube and actually watch it so if anybody doesn't believe me and they actually stopped it it got way worse than what you can see but towards the end they threw so much trash into that ring garrett wouldn't you say that was like one of the craziest things oh yeah for sure i mean there was i mean they were getting hit with everything under the sun you know we were keeping an eye out for heavy objects flying for sure yeah it was you remember it was you remember that you remember that one time I got yelled at because someone in the crowd gave me a beer and I came backstage and I had a beer in my hand and I got yelled at and Chavo grabbed it and chugged it right there and then was like, well, that was my beer. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, uh, I would get scared watching you guys go through the crowd during those days because I thought like I was legit. It was like, dude, someone's gonna punch these guys, and this is gonna go very south. Uh, punch who? Like any anyone? Because you know, fans are dumb at times. A lot of times, like, dude. Do you know the squad we had with us? Oh no, yeah. Some of the biggest, scariest people in the world. You weren't gonna. You might think about it or like say something, but if you looked and we ganged up on. Plus, we never went alone. We were with a squad. So what's one person gonna do against four people that are all? jacked up huge me and garrett are the smallest people and me and garrett are pretty big guys and we're next to all guys that are six 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 five right and and someone's gonna say something we 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 instigated we tried to get people wouldn't you say garrett to do stuff oh yeah sure that was the fun part about being that close to the crowd you'd let them get that close and instigate and you'd get they would get oh. that angry and you know, Garrett was the worst. The, you, <laughs> Garrett would get people so wild up. Garrett would get in people's face and say, cut promos on everybody while he's walking down. And people would get so mad at Garrett. That was one of my favorite things about Garrett was when he would just cut promos on people just walking down. And they would get so pissed off at him. Well, and I never got – it's not fun to just to, to get all tough with them. So, you know, I kind of learned that from my dad. You know, it's a lot more fun to, you know, say, like, oh, what's the matter, sweetheart? Are you having a bad day? Come here, I'll give you a kiss. You know, I mean, just stuff yeah, like that. Just make Garrett would always be like – people would get so oh, yeah. angry. Oh, that's great. So <laughs> – that's it's it's great because you don't you don't see that anymore, man. I, at least I don't, and I, I miss that. I miss being passionate about hating or loving someone on a wrestling show. I just, I really do. I want to ask you this though, too, because you had the chance to work with your dad and you hit him with a guitar. How much of uh, when you were doing that was like, hey, remember all those days you grounded me or you did this or you didn't give me this? How much of that came back when they're like, you're going to take a guitar to him tonight? You know, um, to be honest with and everybody asked me that question. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I was so nervous about that match. Yeah. And there was so much going on. And that thought really never crossed my mind. It wasn't until he started beating the shit out of me with that Kindle <laughs> stick that I really started going, all right, I can't wait for this. <laughs> um, you know, he, and he and he beat the hell out of me with that thing. And it's funny because he, you know, he did that. And then I smashed a guitar over his head. My mom didn't speak to either one of us for like two days. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> So what 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 what's been on uh, Mr. Garrett's playlist? What have you been bumping out lately? Like what what what's been on your playlist? Like what what have you been jamming out to? You know me, I listen to a little bit of everything. Everything you know, I got uh, I got some metal and some heavy stuff, uh, a little bit of that country hip hop kind of. You know, I'm like Moon Nut, Moonshine Bandits. I'm a big fan of and Up Church and um, but I can jump from that to Metallica to George Jones to 
you know, Hank Senior, Hank Junior, up to you know Lincoln Park. I mean, I, I'm kind of all over the map, so it's I got a, a pretty heavy mix of a pretty good variety going on. My next question I was going to ask you is, have you talked to Knobs at all? How's he doing? Hopefully, he's I haven't doing talked right. to him. I think it's I think it, he just had a birthday, um, but I I haven't I haven't talked to him in a hot minute. It's been it's been probably a year or two since I've seen him or talked to him. Yeah, me and Gary used to uh, spend some time with Knobs, so that's why I was asking. Me and Garrett used to do some training down at when Knobs had a school back in the day, but uh, we used to go in there and use his ring and watch him just go crazy on kids. But it, it, it was fun. He, he's a good guy. He has a good heart. He is. But he once is he gets that, once he get, yeah, once he gets that liquor in him, that's a whole other story, though. Yeah, booze will You're do along to, you. to the ride at that point. Booze will do that to you. Yeah. So uh, okay. Oh no, I'll let you go, Ace. I was gonna go back to the music, man, because you know, obviously this last year, year and a half, things been way different. But what I was gonna ask you is before everything got shut down, did you go to any like shows? What was the last concert you went to? Like Ooh, what was your last like cool live event you went to before the, this whole lockdown happened? Um I hit a Moonshine Bandits concert. I, and those, you know, we're friends. Nice. I'm, those are my boys. So anytime they're in nice. town, I no way. And, and meet up with them. Yeah, they're, they're good dudes. Um, in fact, that's where, I mean, if I use one of their songs, Dead Man's Hand. That's my entrance music. They, I got there okay to use that. That's my entrance music. Nice. At yeah. So it, it, the Dead Man's Hand, that, was that the remake of the Aces and Eight song that they, they did? No, it didn't have nothing to do with the wrestling. They just happened to call it Dead Man's Hand. It's, uh, oh no way! You remember yeah. when we had that one group actually do a song with lyrics? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That was. Uh, cool. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, but that so I hit one of their shows, and then before that, the last biggest concert was pro- I think it was Five Finger Death Punch. Nice. Um, is either Five Whoa. Finger Death Punch, Finger Death Punch, or Kid Rock? And I don't remember. I hit them both in the same year. I don't remember which one was for her last, but I'm not a. Big, I don't like crowds. I don't do yes. well okay. at concerts. Um, Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Just, I just don't do well. I can I, After about an hour and a half, as much as I like to be there and be in the music, um, waiting in lines, paying $15 for a beer, and getting shoved around, I, I just mm-hmm. – my, my fuse is short. I don't, I, don't, I don't tolerate it very well. So I become not such a fun person to be around. So I don't, I don't do a lot of those. They're few and far between. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. I when I go now, I go like to the sides out. I'm out from everybody, and as soon as it's starting to get too crowded, I'm like, hey, okay, it's time to go, man. I don't want to be around this. I don't know. And the pandemic made it worse. Now I'm really just like, I don't want to be around big crowds at all now. But yeah, but that's just because I've gotten so used to being not social for the last year. The only people I see are my coworkers, which is ugh. Year not ugh. It's just yeah, year and a half. It's been nuts, man. It's really been nuts but yeah we won't talk about that stuff but um what else was i gonna say oh yeah um what about your love for classic trucks because i'm kind of jealous because you have something that i it's one of the trucks that i've been dreaming of having tell me a little bit about that little custom baby you got yeah so i mean i'm i'm a car i'm a i'm a toy junkie I like I like old school shit. Um, nice. 
people always ask me, like, oh, if you had a, you know, a Ferrari or a Porsche, I'm like, uh, I don't, I'd take either one, sell it, and then I'd go build a badass 69 Chevelle or an old, you know, mm-hmm. an old, you know, 1970 K5 Blazer and put that thing up on 30s. You know, I just, I like old, old American muscle. Um, I have a, a 65 Ford 100, uh, nice. single cab, short bed, uh, up at, up at my parents' house in Wyoming. That's where, where she stays. Well, I think didn't it's a bad you have a, I thought I saw it in Florida, or were you getting it done in Florida? Or no, was I never here. I thought about bringing it down, but it's got you know, it's got no power steering, it's got no air conditioning, and I those trucks, Ooh, you know, no AC in Florida <laughs> are not gonna work. No, it's it's just not. And, you know, they're too easy to steal, and that truck would disappear. I got a custom paint job on it, and I mean, it's. It's not like a show truck, but it's it's nice, and uh, yeah, it's that's my every time I go back home to Wyoming, that's what I drive. It's a three ninety with a four oh, speed, dual yeah. exhaust, and Flowmasters, you know, headers. What? Oh, MSD. Nice. It's all she's all done, done up. So I'm thinking. My dad and I were just talking actually because it's a two wheel drive truck. We we're actually thinking about lifting lifting the body and taking everything off and swapping it to a four by four frame and then putting thirty threes nice. on it. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. They do that. Uh, the next time. Uh, yeah. So do you so do all I, this yourself, right? You gearhead? Do you like you get in there and just restore a lot of it yourself? Nah. I, no. No. I mean I can I, I would like to say, yeah, I do a lot of it myself. I don't. I come up with my concepts, you know, obviously what I want and obviously the truck's there in Wyoming and I'm here in Florida, so there's not much I can do. I don't. I just don't have the time to 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 learn how to do all that oh, stuff yeah. the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know right. how to. I know how to get things done quick. If we, but, uh, but like like this moat like out here, that seventy nine shovel head. I'll do a lot of that myself. Um, that's nice. that's a fairly simple. I shouldn't say simple. Uh, it's not as high tech as a lot of the right. stuff is. That's uh, there's there's a little more uh, more basic, so to speak. Those old bikes. It's the motor. It's a tranny. There's some, you know, brake lights and, and a headlight, and that's it. There's not, it's not all fancy. So, um, and I went to MMI before I ever got into wrestling. I actually graduated Harley Davidson Mechanic School. Oh, wow. Nice. Did, Hell yeah. Certification. No way, early model, dude. early model, and the rod of evil. Wow. Dude, that's so badass. Yeah, I got it certified and all that. Dude, that is sick. I just never really did it. I, it kind of took the fun out of it. Uh, when I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but but the whole point is now you, you know how like that's just something to say that you you know how to do it and that's like the best part because if not you have to learn from some old head and they're so hard to come by like some guy that's willing to be like hey son come sit in my shop and learn how to like work on bikes you don't really come across people like that anymore. And I would say yes. That's cool though, because you'll be able to, you know, it like no, now. No, it's um, there. Few, it's hard to find someone that kept it, kept that kind of. And it's someone to trust too. Like people don't realize, how, like to have someone work on your bike, it's someone that you have to really trust because if they don't put a screw on right, say goodbye. There is no like. Oh, I got a roll cage or I got doors or a frame. Nah. If something's not done right or tightened the right way, it's a 
disaster. That's why motorcycle mechanics, like you find a good one, you keep for the rest of your life because I mean, they're hard to come by. What do you think, Eric? I think he's on a little bit of a yeah. lag. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's um when you find that when you find that guy that you definitely trust. I mean, it's not like being in a car, but you know, you you, you don't you don't get a whole lot of. There's not a lot of great. And the internet is look like it's not working so well. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, it's a little choppy. Yeah, uh, that's all right. So, how long do you think that'll take you? Like. I, I just because I'm curious. I've never. I'm not good at any of that kind of stuff, man. I pay everybody to do everything because I'm just horrible. Five years. You think? That's yeah. what oh, okay. Man, that's awesome. But that's got to be a great feeling, though, to put something like a, do a restore on a bike like that, and then when it's done, you're riding around. People are like, "Where'd you get that? Oh, it was in pieces a few years ago. I did this. I could not imagine. Probably. Oh, did he come in? He came in for a second. And no. Let's try this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. We'll keep going until he, uh, until it settles down and he can be on there. Yeah, I couldn't do any of that. Because you, you... Oh, cat, don't do that. You, uh... You like do audio stuff to your stuff, White Ross. Like you, you go more like the audio route with customizing. I do everything, but I, I don't like again. I don't do it myself because right, no, yeah. But uh, like I could work on like an old Ford truck. I could take out like the starter with and me. do that, do that type of stuff. But you're good, brother. These new age stuff, I can't, I can't, I can't do. Cavacito, it's okay, Wait. buddy. So, yeah, hey, real quick, while we have a, a kind of a little break here, while Garrett's getting situated, introduce your friend here, your new... Uh, your, oh, I don't know where he's at right now. Oh, did he run off already? Oh, I was going to say, he was already kind of on screen, but we haven't actually introduced him yet. No, he has to go to the bathroom because he's whining right now, so... <laughs> Puppy bad. Uh, might be time we might be winding this bad boy up, or I might be cleaning up poop. Puppet that. that. Oh, you're going to be cleaning so much poop up. So, okay, uh, cafecito. Like a cafe, right? Cafecito. cafecito. And he's on and it's on in, he's on Instagram. Yeah, cafecito. So, everybody follow cafecito. it on follow him on Instagram. Cafecito, come here. Proud buddy. new parents. Come here. Come Dude, here. this guy like like he's going to be your shadow. I can already oh, tell yeah. you this. He follows me everywhere. Uh, he has, I think, over 200 followers. That a boy. Look at that guy. Get on that mic, brother. Look at it. He's like, I want to talk, Dad. Yeah, he just got on uh, on the IG. I uh, monetize all of his things. So any puppies that want to send inappropriate puppy stuff, uh, it's not going to get past Daddy. I control going all this down. social media. So no nude puppy shots. Nope. He's no nipple shots. <laughs> no. Uh, he's adorable though he fl- and he made the flight okay he slept on the flight you said slept the whole entire time that's amazing he is adorable man i'm so happy you guys got this look and he loves his daddy where did garrett go he i think he's just getting situated getting his stuff well let's do this till he comes back uh 
uh, Dan's asking what kind of breed he is. By the way, Dan, I see your comments. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. When we have guests on, I tend to not put a lot of the comments up there just so we can focus Dan. So sorry. Uh, Dan's a good, uh, Dan follows uh, my other show too, and he's a great guy. Um, yeah, big wrestling the only guy. Thing, like Ace will tell you sometimes when we, especially when we have guests, we get a little sidetracked and it's hard to, like, we love the questions and comments and stuff like that, especially when it's just me and Big Ace. But when we yeah. have a guest, it, it's too much going on, and we try to try to always keep it where we have a good flow to this day. Oh, hey! hey. hey. Are you in the garage? No, I just had to go. My my computer died, and then I was trying to I switch over my phone. So obviously it's the phone. So let me go kill that phone real quick, and I'll be right back. Yeah, right on, no brother. Worries. Uh, anyways, Dan was asking to breed. We were right, weren't we? Right, we were. We were right. We, Phones aren't the best. We, Phones don't work. We do it. this podcast enough where we can tell when. Hey, you're on your phone, bud. We can right. tell. So, can what's we? the breed again? He is. It's a mix, obviously. Pitbull. He's a beautiful dog. Yeah, he's my little baby. And he's biting my arm. Oh yeah, the puppy teething, bro. That's a thing. It's great. It's great. Enjoy that because my cat bites me and it's actually he, it hurts and he's an asshole for it. So where did I lose you guys at there the last one? Uh, well, we were talking about the bikes and uh, kind of and Bus was talking about finding a good bike repair uh, man and someone you can yeah. trust on that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, to find a good mechanic that you trust is absolutely dire because uh, you don't have the forgiveness of a, a steel cage wrapped around you. So, um and like the car mechanics, there's plenty of shady bike mechanics that say they can do things that they don't really know what to do. So um, finding that guy that you trust to really, you know, to put your life in his hands, you gotta, once you find him, you stick with it. Yeah, exactly. And another thing I want to say is how crazy me and your dad are, our dads are best friends. Or I wouldn't say best friends, but they're pretty damn good friends. They're pretty tight. They're pretty tight. That's been that's pretty cool, huh? I wish it, they got to go out to dinner or out to lunch, and I was so mad that I didn't get to go, and I was like so jealous that like you guys all went out to lunch without me. We so, went to a good little Italian place that you did. Nice. Oh, hell so yeah. jealous. Hell yeah! So now jealous. when because uh, you have that, we told the story when your dad was on here, Wes, about him watching you at Impact and kind of hanging out like in the upper area away from all the fans and him running into Garrett's dad and those two yeah. ended up watching the show together and having some beers watching, watching you guys. Uh, yeah. So you, I, cause he, I, your dad wasn't like actually on right at that point or was he on, were you at the at wrestling at that point with impact Two? then Garrett that night? What do you, what do you, uh, yeah. That, um, that was Tampa. It was where? It was uh, the UFF Sundom Center. Arizona. Yeah, that was the show. There. So yeah, they uh, we were there. We were on. Um, oh, what's up, my what's up, Nick? <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of guy, I was gonna just mention Nick. I was gonna be yeah, like, oh, what's up? What's up? Um, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was this uh, down there in the, or over there in Arizona. Um, he was not on TV at that okay. point. I don't. No, he was not on TV at that point. He was just behind the scenes and. And yeah, they both snuck up into the uh, way, way up into a box, or where no, no, nobody could see or spot them. Yeah, because if my dad would have got caught, he would have got fired. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, he was still be, there. It had to be uh, super, super low key. And my dad, 
knew that he could trust Eric and like Eric wouldn't say any like like you gotta think like to trust someone to be able like you know that that that's huge in the wrestling business and especially like you know my dad be able to trust Eric and be like hey I'm here and Eric be like hell yeah and then like he told my dad go sit down because Eric always used to watch the show from from the crowd because he always likes to see how the crowd interact with the matches like he liked to get that perspective and um so happens you know he ran to my dad and you know my dad loves eric and trusts eric to death and you know like of course no one ever knows the story stop it Capsito. but us because it's something that would always go to the grave because eric's such a you know good friend but for them to sit down have beers watch the rest of the show my dad leave and nobody knew nobody i'm talking about nobody knew not even dixie carter nobody <laughs> nobody had a clue the only person that knew was me garrett his dad and my dad that was the yeah. only people that knew and that's pretty crazy to hold a secret like that is pretty crazy yeah well it's you know i can't speak for for your dad but i know how my old man is he doesn't he's he doesn't his circle is about this big, you know what I mean? And it's not because he doesn't like people. He just, it is what it is. He's been around this stuff his whole life. And it is, you know, and I think, I think your dad's the same way. Um, but that being said, your dad is, I mean, our dads, they're in each other's tight circles like that. And it's been that way since, you know, ever since, you know, and when my dad was at WWE, they, they hung out to, you know, they went and hung out together after shows. They didn't go do, you know, whatever everybody else was doing and, you know, my dad very, very much respects, you know, man. And, and there's, it's cool. I'm, you know, it's, it is, it's cool to see that they have that friendship and still have kept it to this day. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's easy to make that relationship with in any, with any guy or any worker when you're there, but when your time is up and you're not there anymore, it's easy to just to kind of drift, you know, not communicate or anything, but they still do. They still talk and hang out. Yeah. And that's when the bonds are like the most important when you get to that age where you can call one of your friends that are one of your old time partners that, you know, like, cause there's not too many people that like go through what we go through that we can bond with that. You don't really got to say much. We can just kind of just hang out and just or, or shoot the yeah. shit. And that's all that needs to be said. We don't need a 30 minute or hour-long conversation it's just more like you know what's up how's the wife how's the kid how's the fishing how's the weather exactly it's cool catch you on the next one (laughs) well what's cool about it too is that now we're seeing two generations of that friendship yeah that's even cooler right now you know what i mean ain't ever gonna die (laughs) we're boys for life absolutely yeah, but we're getting close to that time. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Is there, you know, anything you'd like to, you know, where people can follow you at, where people can get your merchandise at? Just kind of, is there anything you would like to uh, throw out there real quick before we? No, end the show? you know, I'm I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm one of those. It is what it is. If I see you on the if I see you on the road, I got some shirts. You want to, you know, you want to grab one. You know, I'll have them. Uh, I don't. Um, you know, my my Twitter account is actually I don't know what's going. On. I'm I'm fighting and arguing with Twitter right now for them to re, re like give it back to me. I don't know what they just took it away. It's not there anymore. It's just it's there. If somebody else goes to it, but I can't get it. I can't get access to it. Uh, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, but you know, my Instagram is is Garrett Bischoff. 
Um, you won't see, you know, you see a little bit of wrestling stuff on there, but you see mostly more my, you'll see more of me and my dog or, you know, sitting on the boat or out riding the Harleys with the boys or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, see, that's what I like. That's the same with mine. It's like every once in a while, unless it's a really good action shot of me, I'm not posting it. Unless there's a lot of shots of my, of me and you on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of picky on what goes on there. I tried yeah. to get a tried to get a picture uh, for the show that, and it wasn't downloading for some reason. But it was it was Garrett throwing Wes over his head in the ring. I was like, "That's a great shot. Let's use this one during the show." I want to see that one. Which one? I, I know I couldn't it, for some reason. It just wasn't downloading. I don't know what the deal was, man. <laughs> What'd really you do, Wes? Who'd you talking and not showing yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, he's in there behind the scenes. Garrett had to throw me over his shoulders and run out. Yeah. No, I mean, I, like I said, I don't do a whole lot of. Sh- I have one upcoming event this weekend, ARW up there in Melbourne. You know, Atomic Revolution Wrestling. We got uh, going up. Uh, I'm, I'll be working with Sin Bodie, and he's a cool dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's, he's a he's he's a different kind of cat, but he's been around too. I, I, he was one of the first guys I met. Uh, you know, coming into this game, long time ago. Uh, he's an See, incredible. He's an incredible uh, worker. So funny, I'm looking forward. How to funny that. is that when I first got signed with WWE, he was one of my first matches that I had in developmental. Was actually, he's been in the game for a long time. He's one of those guys that's been around for a, for a hot minute. Um, and he's but he's 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 great in the ring. He really knows his stuff. Um, so it'll be it'll be a good one. That one's this Saturday, like I said. So. But other than that, I don't, I don't have anything on the books. That, that's kind of the the last one I committed to for quite some t- for a while, at least. Um, and uh, you know, working working or working the real jobs Monday through Friday. I only my my weekends are precious to me, so right. I like to spend them hanging out here. You know, like a beautiful backyard and a pool. And you know, we my wife and I just picked up a new little boat, so we got a nice, oh, nice. seventeen foot uh, Sunbird bow rider with one hundred and fifteen horse. You know. Uh, Evan Rude on it, so we. We're, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of spending our days out on Three Ricker Island and just hanging out, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, and then like, yeah. jump on the bike with the boys and, and do some riding. Um, and then every once in a while, people, you can book us uh, to do autograph signings. We have been doing a lot of Aces and Eights reunion autograph signings, and those have been doing really well. And it's a guarantee that we can get probably. It's not always a guarantee, but me, Garrett. Nuxy, Doc, and then uh, D'Lo. Those are pretty much the guys that are pretty much committed that we are doing some Aces and Eights reunion stuff. So if you guys do want to book the Aces and Eights guys, we're more than welcome to come out and do autograph signings and stuff like that. And the success with those have been really, really well. So we are, you know, always open for the Aces and Eights reunion bookings. Yeah. My email is info at onebadcat.com you know you, that's on my twitter page that's where you can reach you know reach out to me for for booking inquiries and you know less whatever yours is and um yeah i mean hey if, if we can make it happen i'm we're, it's always down it's i'm always down to do a reunion uh, hell yeah dude it'd be great to get that up here in minnesota that's what we gotta do you know Matter, next time next time up. you yeah next time you up here anytime you're up here gary you hit me up man i'll come on and have some beers with you i got family up there i got a lot of family up there so um it'd be, it'd be good to get back up there and see some family Hell yeah, man. You hit me up when you're in town and we'll have some good times. Oh, uh, I want to get up there and pull some pull tabs. It's one thing I miss about hell Minnesota. Yeah. Pull tabs. Hell yeah. The most nobody down here knows what pull ever. tabs are. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. You did, Wes, do you know what a pull tab is? No, but 
It probably is whining. And we're almost to that hour mark. So Pup's got to go out. Okay, he doesn't know what a pull tab is. I got to teach him that someday. And that's crazy. I didn't know that, Garrett. Thank you for letting me know that. So yeah, yeah, we'll do some pull tabs when you're up here next, bro. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. I'll be in Iowa uh, Saturday, IPW 20th anniversary show. Make sure you check that out. If you're in the Midwest, I'll be out there. Maybe help with some commentary and doing some filming for them. It's going to be a great show. And uh, Wes, we'll be back next week. Again, VOC Nation. Make sure you check it out. Official partners now. It was announced this week. We're glad to be a part of the VOC Nation with the great talent they have. So make sure you watch for some cool announcements of what we're going to be doing with those guys as well going forward. Again, find us online. Briscoe and Big A Show. Follow us. Share it. Subscribe it. All that stuff. Dan, thanks for hanging out. Nick, thanks for hanging out. And you're right. I do need to get down to Florida and see all you guys and hang out again. It's been way too long. So we're going to make that all happen. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you uh, soon on the Briscoe and Big A Show. Rock and roll. Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. 
Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union House Band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.